Welcome once more to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. This morning we will be talking about water and wine. And as well, things that you should think about when you're offered a pay later plan. Our first guest is Kevin Beatty, President of Somerset Fine Wines and Gifts. Welcome to Ask BBB, Kevin. Uh, thanks for having me. So, Kevin, if we decide to take up winemaking, we can choose to make it in the store or we can take the kit home. If we choose to make it in the store, what's the process and how is that being affected by this COVID-19 distancing and disinfectant protocols? Yeah, things have changed. Um, people have to be part of the process of making the wine. Um, you would have to come in and uh, we pick out the kit that uh, best suits what, what you like. Uh, but you do have to put it together. So we mix up the product and you have to be part of the process by pitching the yeast, which makes you the active winemaker. So having COVID, we had to shut down for a couple months, but we're able to have somebody stand in place to do it for them. Um, it's kind of like assuming responsibility. People are coming in now. Uh, we do have procedures in place that uh, we have social distancing. We're doing appointments, so there's not, um, not an over number of people in the store at the same time. But we still encourage people to come in, uh, be able to talk with us. Uh, we do a social, social distancing, but we still need to be part of that process to start. Very, very simple, but that uh, it, it still needs to be done. So, Kevin, suppose we decide we are going to do this at home, partly because we want to do the, uh, the hobby part of it, and maybe because uh, we're uncomfortable with going into the store. What sort of equipment would we need to make wine at home? We actually have packages to get put together for uh, customers to take home. There's not too much involved with it. We need a primary fermenter, so a pail, uh, carboy, siphoning equipment. Everything else we do rent, uh, the filter, corking machine. So the whole process itself and the instructions now are fantastic. They're right to the point. And if you do have any questions, they can give us a call at the store or uh, send us an email or text and we can get back to them. Um, pretty much right away to help them out with the process. So you know, the whole process at home is you see more people doing it. It's still dominant with people coming into the store and, and doing it, let it, let, letting us do it for them. But we have seen kind of an uptick in people taking it home uh, to do it themselves because of the comfortability and even the feeling of just being able to be part of the whole process and do it themselves. So Kevin, does this apply for beer as well? Do you have kits that people could take home to make their own beer at home? There is beer. We're, we're dominantly... Um, just focus on wine. The beer uh, beer kits and malts we can do, we can send with people. Uh, but the process for fermenting is uh, fairly identical for the wine and the beer. And the same thing, the, the kits that come with the, uh, the beer, they have great, great knowledge. And if you just go by point by point, you can do it pretty easily. And how would these products compare then to like commercially produced wine, for example? Yeah, we've seen a huge, huge increase of knowledge. Uh, the product has, has gotten so much better in the last even 10 to 15 years. The, um, the juice and concentrate are coming from uh, all over the world. The winemakers and the people that are sourcing the juice are from Andrew Peller. So they have the, some of the top winemakers you know, in North America, uh, sourcing these for us. So the, the product that comes out is the same as you would buy commercially. Doing a, a blind test, we do that quite a bit on side by side between ours and commercial wines, uh, blind tasting. And it's, you know, it's, you can't really notice a difference between the two. One of the differences is uh, probably cost. What would it cost and how much does a kit produce? Taking it home or, or doing it here. So to take home a kit, you're about um, between 50 to 
about $170 to take home. But like I said, most of, most of the kits we do on, on uh, premise here, you start about uh, $100 and go up to $225. Each kit produces 23 liters, which is the equivalent of 23, approximately about 3750 mil bottles. Cost-wise per bottle, you start for about $4 a bottle up to about 9 or 10 And the equivalence between commercial wines uh, that nine to ten dollar range up to thirty to forty dollars in comparison of a side by side taste comparison. So since we're going to have a, quite a quantity of wine, how how do you go about choosing a kit uh, with a wine that we're going to enjoy for some time? Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the times we use the benchmark of the LCBO. I worked in the food and beverage industry for about twenty five years. Created wine lists, worked in fine dining, every every type of scene that uh, involves uh, beer and wine. And my job and the staff's job is to take the comparison of something they would order from a restaurant or purchase from the LCBO. And we can match up between uh, grape varietal, country Pacific. We can get pretty close to the same profile and same flavor as what you, you would drink commercially. Uh, we do also put a 100% guarantee on the product. And it's not to say if the product doesn't turn out, it's if it's not as close or exactly what you're expecting to get from the wine itself. The hardest thing we have is because we're not a, a winery, we have, we, we, we can't, unfortunately we can't do tastings. It is a leap of faith for us and that's why we have to know exactly uh, what wine would best suit your needs. Okay, so we've gone through this process, we've purchased a kit, made it either there or at home. Um, how soon after we've bottled it can we start drinking? It depends on the type of wine, uh, type of grape. We find uh, white wines being a little easier to drink younger, but if you're uh, body-wise, the tannins really need a little time to sit for, the, for your uh, red wines. So depending on the type, if it's Pinot Noir, it's a little lighter in body. So that will come across or it will develop a little bit quicker. So same as, if you look at it, same as kind of commercial wines, they'll, they'll need to sit for, you know, six months to a year, sometimes before they, they bottle or before they hit the shelves. For our high-end um, craft wines, we suggest, you know, they take about eight weeks to make. And then we do suggest you sit for uh, about six months to a year. Uh, now that becomes, you're into a selling stage. And vice versa, if you have a wine that's in that four-week range, that means it takes four weeks to ferment, we can get into that wine uh, fairly quickly. You're looking at four weeks to, to produce and about another four weeks to wait in your cellar before you can get into it. We find just a little bit of age. With everything else, a little bit of time, everything gets a little bit better. And how long can you expect that wine to, to last to be good? Yeah, we find that um, because we don't use preservatives, we give, you know, the wine does come across a little bit younger. That helps. Also with your wine, you're looking at about at least 24 months up to five years. Some of the fruit wines we suggest we get through in about a year, year and a half. Um, but like I said, some of these wines, the say for example, a Cabernet Sauvignon from Australia or California, we're actually asking you to let it sit for a year um, with, a, with a shelf life up to uh, five to eight years. Well, we want to thank you, speaking of time, for taking time to uh, uh, share some of your knowledge with us this morning, Kevin. Thanks so much. Yeah, so one of these industries that we're really, um, we're getting a younger clientele coming in. Uh, thanks for having me on and, and, uh, and getting a little bit of the word out there for us. And if people are looking for uh, Somerset uh, Fine Wines, you'll find them in the BBB directory. Just look under Wine and uh, they'll pop up. So thanks again, Kevin. 
Thanks, Monica, Jim. Appreciate it. You're listening to Ask BBB, and we've been talking with Kevin Beatty, who is the president of Somerset Fine Wines and Gifts. We move on from wine to talking about water right after this break. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Brass, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. Water, water everywhere. And is it good to drink? Our guest now is Mark Heimrich, owner of Lifetime Water Products Canada Limited, and he's speaking to us from his office in Exeter. Good morning, Mark, and thanks for joining us today on Ask BBB. Good morning, Monica and Jim. Thanks for the opportunity. So, Mark, what are some of the reasons we might want to consider a water purification system for our home or even our business? Well, firstly, better taste for drinking water, coffee and tea, virtually all cooking and food preparation, rinsing fruits and vegetables, and everything to do with personal consumption. Also, better health with the removal of harmful impurities that can be in water. And a couple other biggies are the convenience and the environment. From the standpoint of convenience, one of our mottos is why lug a jug? Uh, the best place to purify water we feel is in your home, as close to your own glass as possible. Big heavy jugs can be very unsafe and uh, not good for the environment either. And then further with the environment, we absolutely all as a society must stop the use and proliferation of single use plastic bottles. Not just small water bottles, but all this type of containers, whether it's for soft drinks, juice boxes, etc. That's one of our main messages we like to get out is, please folks, let's consider our environment. Uh, the oceans and uh, landfill sites are filled up with all these nasty uh, plastics and, and we really have to get after that. And you know, there have been actually a few cities across North America that have started to eliminate the use of bottled water. So this is something, you know, that would be helpful for people to consider. What are choices then that people have to consider when they're looking at a purification system? Well, we have all kinds of whole home options to eliminate chlorine and other impurities, but the primary options for drinking water are reverse osmosis, which is commonly known as RO, which is a multi-filter drinking system, and water distillers, which actually filter and boil the water to produce pure steam and purified water that way. And then ultraviolet lights are another method which are awesome for drinking water. Um, they don't do a lot of the other filtration, but they're very good for biological. So how do you uh, help someone determine which of those uh, methods that you've talked about is going to be the one that suits their situation? Well, we, uh, we usually do an in-home or in-business visit we uh, look at the quality of the current water situation, whether it's municipal water, well water, or what type of municipal water, because there's a lot of variables even from one center to another. And then we look at uh, what the goals are of that consumer, uh, if they're just looking at drinking water, if they want to do a whole building treatment system, and then we break it down as to which technology would suit them best, and obviously look at the cost as well. And they may have you know, preferences one way or another, and we're happy to talk about all those different options and, and possibilities with folks. Well, you've talked about distillers, uh, reverse osmosis, uh, ultraviolet sterilizers. What's the cost range for each of those different systems, Mark? The, uh, the range for these would be uh, for the water distillers, which are stainless steel machines, which last anywhere from 40 to 50 years. They range from about one to $6,000. 
The reverse osmosis units, units which can range anywhere from 25 to 30 years of uh, product life, range anywhere from $300 to $1,800 installed. And UV or ultraviolet systems, which are good anywhere from 20 to 25 years of life, they run about $300 to $1,800 installed. So if we can't really necessarily afford to maybe buy a system outright, are there options to consider, for example, such as rent? Absolutely. You know, I often do a comparison in cost with people, and I find out how much they're actually spending on bottled water in the course of a month, whether it's little bottles or big bottles. And, of course, there's that environmental concern, too. And oftentimes, we find that they're spending more on bottled water than what the monthly cost would be to have one of our systems, convenient as they are, built right in. So we do offer rental plans and also lease-to-own plans, and we have a series of deferral plans as well for people that want to maybe do the monthly thing and eventually own it, some people that just want to do the monthly thing and, and they're, they're happy with the rental all the way through, or folks that maybe like to pay cash but want to split it up over three months or six months. That's fine too. Mark, we've talked about some fairly elaborate systems, distillers, uh, RO, reverse osmosis, or ultraviolet sterilizers. Are there simpler systems, uh, like a filtering system, that might work well? Sure, there's some basic filtering systems, which can either go in the basement or underneath the kitchen sink. If, if all people are looking for is just to get that aesthetic appeal improved uh, as far as the taste and odor, usually it's chlorine they're talking about. Um, we have simple filters that range in around $200 that will uh, do the job just to take that, uh, the aesthetic and improve the aesthetic appeal much like a lot of the fridge filters these days, even though they don't really purify the water you know, in a, in a real thorough fashion, they do help with the aesthetic. Mark, what are some of the questions that we should ask when we're considering a company to provide a water service like this? Well, a consumer should probably ask, number one, uh, is this company a Better Business Bureau A-plus accredited member? So that's a good place to start, which we of course are. Uh, number two, what's the experience of that company with that particular type of technology or the various technologies? One of the things we pride ourselves in is that we, we handle all the technologies, so we can be very, very upfront with all the pros and cons of the various products, giving people lots of choices. Uh, how many years in business has a company been? We happen to be 34 years. You know, uh, hopefully you're, you want to look for an established company. Um, a referral list is another place that the consumer can ask that company, hey, uh, show me a list of your happy customers. Do you have people I could call that have similar technology? And of course, warranty is very important. We, we use all uh, uh, you know, top-end product with professional manufacturers, Canadian and American-made, wherever we can. Um, and also service after the sale, which is very, very important. And that's one of our, I think, bright lights for our, our company is... Uh, you know, service after the sale for a long term. That's our goal. Mark, you're located in Exeter. Um, how large a geographic area do you serve? Uh, the bulk of our business is within about an hour of uh, radius of Exeter, Jim. Um, we do encompass London, of course, with that because we're only about half an hour north of the, the north edge of London. But we do cover all over southwestern Ontario. So we have customers right from Windsor, Owen Sound to the Niagara region. To the west side of Toronto. Well, Mark, we want to make you uh, thank you for making a lot of things very clear for us this morning. You're very welcome. Thank you again. And uh, the choice is clear, we like to say, Jim.
You're listening to Ask BBB, and we've been talking with Mark Heimrich, who is the owner of Lifetime Water Products Canada, Inc., located in Exeter. Search water treatment equipment in the BBB directory for information on how to reach them. Lifetime Water Products is an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. What should you consider before you decide to pay later? Coming up right after the short break. Welcome back once more to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives for BBB Serving Western Ontario. Well, Monica, back to school shopping is in full swing now that we have reached the midpoint in August. Yes, and as we know, the preparation for return to school is a lot different this year as we continue to cope with a challenge to prevent the spread of COVID-19. But that aside, a lot more people are also shopping online. One of the options offered to consumers more and more is the choice to pay for that purchase in installments. Well, this isn't really new, is it? Buying on time has been around for a long time. Absolutely true. But mostly for larger purchases like cars, furniture or appliances, even computers. What we are seeing now is the buy now, pay later option is being offered for everything, including shoes and electronics. And the people being targeted are high school and college-aged buyers. So you can go online, make your selection, and when it comes to checking out, you're offered two options to pay with credit card, debit card, or a series of installments. Well, I can see where that might be appealing, especially if things are a little tight right now with the cash flow. Right. People's budgets may be a little bit more limited this year, and so it might provide a little breathing room. But we've also been sharing information on the BBB.org website about this. Something to consider is just to stop before you make the purchase, do a little research so you can make an informed decision and and avoid getting in over your head. So what are some of the things that you want to look into? Well, first off, understand how this payment process works. The option of installments usually comes from a third-party finance company. They make their money by charging the retailer a small percentage of each sale that goes through their financing, and then they charge fees and interest to the consumers. The interest rates range anywhere from 0 to 30%, depending on your credit history and the retailer. You might be making payments for a few weeks or up to 39 months, and the third-party financing company will likely need to approve the purchase before you can take advantage of the installment offer. Okay, what else should we keep in mind then? Well, don't forget you are borrowing money. Even though many installment payment services come with only a few small payments and 0% interest, it's critical that you keep in mind you're still borrowing money to enjoy a product before you've been able to pay for it in full. So ask yourself if paying the total price means spending more than you can actually afford and make your decision accordingly. Yeah, I I can see how the small payment might mask the fact that the item is really above your pay grade. Yes, exactly. And so we're just encouraging people to breathe, take a pause, think about how the payments can affect your budget, even if they are small payments. Will it cut into your fixed cost items like rent or groceries? Because every little payment can add up. Details, details. And then they are the tiny other details like fine print. Be sure to know exactly how the financing works. Know what company is handling the financing, how long you have to pay off the purchase, how many payments will be required, how they will handle any late payments, and importantly, how much interest you'll be charged, if any. 
And once you know the name of the financing company, you can look them up on bbb.org to make sure that they're a reputable company with honest business practices. Any other things we should consider, Monica? Well, just keep in mind that unpaid debts can be sent to collection agencies and after a delinquent period of 90 days can be reported to credit bureaus. So this could have a negative impact on your credit score. Well, that's all good advice and um, something that we all want to keep in mind. And that's our time for this week, Monica. If you have a story about a business that has gone above and beyond during this unusual time, please send us an email or contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. And if you have a question or a guest suggestion, send us a tweet at hashtag AskBBB. And if you're interested in becoming a BBB accredited business, Visit us online at bbb.org to become part of one of the largest business networks in North America. And thanks for listening to Ask BBB this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.